Welcome to the Liberated Latina Podcast, your space to be activated and elevated so you can become a sought-after coach online. I'm your host, Daisy Lopez, visibility coach helping amazing women of color coaches reclaim their voice and have a poppin' and profitable online presence. Visibility is so much deeper than just strategy and mindset alone. Here you'll get the concepts and tools that will amplify your message and catapult you as an irresistible choice in your niche. The time for women of color leadership is here. Ready? Of course you are. Let's dive into the episode. Hello, welcome back. Make yourself cozy because I have a feeling that this is going to be a little bit on the longer side because I got a lot to say. Let's first start off with some level setting because I know that I cannot be the only one that is so freaking tired of the more, 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 more results, more money, more this, more that rat race that has been going on for quite a while in our industry of coaching and just the online service-based industry as a whole. So much of the marketing and what we've been sold is through this angle of you need to go for more because more is how you prove yourself having more is how you prove your success and the success is in having more and going for more and going for the quantum leap and going faster and all of these things and it's been such a big driver in how we've marketed and positioned our services and our offers and I take full responsibility for that I have definitely been part of that I have positioned offers as a way for people to quantum leap and to go for more and it doesn't mean that our offers don't do that that our offers don't help people get somewhere faster or help people get results um, that would be considered more than what they've maybe created in the past but I just think that culturally what this type of marketing has created is a collective energy of anxiety of I need to always go for more. Every month needs to be better and better and better than the last. If I'm honest, that's not a new energy for me as I'm sure it's not really a new energy for any of us because if we identify as high achieving people, then we can likely see patterns all throughout our life where we've always been looking over at the next thing and always having our eyes set on more and always looking at the next achievement and the next milestone. And it always kind of feels like we're going for more or we're headed somewhere else because where we are at right now doesn't feel like enough. Or we might even fear that where we are right now is not going to be enough tomorrow or the next day or the next day so we keep trying to outperform ourselves out of fear or anxiety of falling behind or running out or whatever that is and let me just say that I have really had to sit with that inner anxiety for the majority of this year and my biggest teacher has been this marathon training. If you haven't heard, I am in training to run a marathon 26.2 freaking miles (laughs) come January of 2024. 
Am I a runner? I am now, but I was not a few months ago. Have I been a runner all my life? No. Have I been very sporty growing up? No. I was not the soccer girl. I played tennis for like maybe a few months when I was little. I have never been a runner. I have never been an endurance person like at all. <laughs> Let me give you a real example of how averse I have been to any sort of endurance running type of thing. I used to do Orange Theory and the classes at Orange Theory are categorized into, I think it's three categories, endurance days, power days, and strength days. I used to not go to the early, early, early 5am, 6am, 7am classes on purpose because it would give me a chance to wait for people to post on Instagram their Orange Theory results and I would be able to see this is so, this is so extra, but this is how much I hated endurance. I used to go and see like, what were people saying as they were posting their results? Were they like, oh, great strength day or amazing endurance day or whatever. If I saw that people were posting about an endurance day, I was not going. <laughs> I was not going. I hated endurance. Hated it. I would much rather do sprints I would much rather do hills than do endurance and run on a treadmill for a long period of time. And granted, in these classes, you're running at most maybe like five minutes or so. As life would have it, here I am. <laughs> here I am, marathon training. A lot of different reasons why I'm doing this, but that's like a whole other podcast episode in and of itself. But here I am in marathon training and it has been not just physically demanding, which like, of course, because I've literally been going from like couch to marathon type of thing, but this training and I'm still like, I have so many months left already. This marathon training has changed me in such a profound way and I've been sitting with some of these in my notes and I wanted to start sharing them with all of you because it's it's just been coming up a lot in conversation and when it starts coming up a lot in conversation, I'm like, okay, if it's coming up in my conversations, it's probably coming up somewhere in your awareness, whether in your conversations or in the downloads that you're getting in your journaling sessions. So I just want to speak to them because it's some really good things. So I'm going to be sharing, I think it's about four or five different lessons that marathon training has taught me so far. And a lot of it is all around what it means to cultivate staying power and what it means to increase your ability to endure. And it has completely changed how I see how I make decisions, and how I operate in my business. So the first lesson that has really been, I mean, it's really been humbling through this marathon training process is to respect the growth process. Running a marathon safely, especially when you're somebody like me who is not a natural athlete or endurance type of athlete, to run a marathon safely, it requires an especially longer period of training and it requires a lot of preparation and 
kind of starting from the ground up as far as building my strength even, right? Like building my my muscle strength, but also my cardiovascular strength. And this training process has humbled me in such a way to tell me and to show me that a growth process needs to be respected and it needs to be something that we approach with more reverence than just, oh, this is so annoying, like just give me the result. Because if I were to sign up tomorrow for a marathon that's in a week, I would not be ready. And maybe I could finish it through the power of just pure grit and determination and just like using every ounce and fiber of life in my body. But that wouldn't be sustainable. I'd probably get an injury. Or I'd probably not be able to move for a week. (laughs) But the training process and the growth process gives you the ability to train for not just the race, but everything surrounding the race. And the growth process deserves time to be able to mold you into who you need to be physically, mentally, emotionally when you show up for that race day. And what's interesting too is that when you speak to any any runner that's signed up for any race, whether it's a full marathon, a half marathon, any sort of longer distance event, it's not are you training? It's oh, so what's your training plan? It's automatically assumed whether you've done a marathon before or whether it's your first time or whether you've done 10 before. The question is, oh, what's your training plan looking like? It's just assumed because every time you put yourself in that arena of going for that longer distance, there's always things that we get to grow into and become stronger at. And that takes time. That takes months of preparation in advance. And I realized how in the business arena, I feel like we've all really devalued that growth process, that training process. I feel like so much of the culture has been, oh, you opened your doors to your business yesterday. You should be wanting to hit six figures this year. Like you should be aiming for 250K in the next 18 months. Like it's been such a rush to skip the training and to skip the growth process and to just get the result. It's very similar to one day deciding that you want to be a runner and running a marathon in the next month you could probably do it but you're not gonna feel that great versus if you take the proper time to train and to go through that growth process there's a molding that happens and it makes all the difference to approaching that race safely with the tools that you need with the character that you need with the strength that you need, with the endurance that you need versus showing up to the race, getting through it by the grace of God and looking at the finish line and being like, I never want to do that again. That was terrible. And you feel demoralized. So something that I've really been leaning into more in my business is considering what I'm wanting to create and looking at the fact that I do have to go through a growth process if I'm wanting to cultivate 
true staying power to not just get the results, but to be able to continue to grow past that, to be able to cross that finish line and to be able to keep going after that. I see myself right now as someone that is not just in training for a marathon, but is also in training for the huge vision that she has for her business. Everything that happens is training, whether it be emotional training, physical training, psychological training, training for my skills, stretching me to become even more skilled and masterful in what I do. It's all training. Just like it's taken me many months just to be able to get to where I am now and it's going to take me several more months to get to where I want to be by the time marathon day rolls around. It's the same way with business, but we can't rush the growth process. I can't rush the my body's ability to calibrate to longer distances. I just have to show up and put in the, the due effort and the due time so that my body can get stronger. And I think that's a perspective that can give us a lot of freedom in business. What if it wasn't just about hustling your way to six figures, quarter of a million dollars, half a million dollars, a million dollars? What if it wasn't just about getting up and working every single hour to try to force the growth process? But what if you could relax into the fact that you are in the growth process? You are in training. Everything that is happening to you right now, good or bad, is your training. And your only job is to say yes to the training, to grow through it, and to keep showing up. Because when you do that, time after time after time, your body calibrates, your mind calibrates, your psychology, your perspective calibrates. And then you will almost not even believe that you're crossing the finish line. And it's not going to be this like, big quantum leap and giving it your all and having to really push yourself across the finish line, you're just going to kind of walk past and be like, oh shit, I did that and I can keep going. So that's number one is to really respect the growth process and the training process and everything momentous has its training plan attached to it. And it's a great thing. Because it gives us the ability to not just cross the finish line, but to keep going even after that. The second lesson that marathon training has taught me is to run my own freaking race. Listen, it is very humbling to go on TikTok and see people be like, oh, going on a five mile easy run today. And they finish and they're pace is like eight minute miles I wish (laughs) I wish that is not my pace let me just say that like a nine minute mile for me would be like that's sprinting to me that's sprinting my average pace is like a 12 to 13 and a half sometimes 14 minute mile when I talk about easy pace like that's where I'm at If I were to try to look at that pace of somebody that did their five mile easy run, easy just means that it's a pace that you can maintain. You're not really like pushing yourself too hard. 
if I look at somebody say, oh, my easy run was, you know, eight and a half minute miles. If I compared myself to that and I went out on my next run and I tried to do eight and a half minute miles, girl, I would be gassed before the first mile. I would not, I would not be able to finish five miles. Let me just say that. So in order for me to stay in the race, in order for me to stay in training, I have to run my own race and I have to run at my own pace. And that is a mantra that I keep telling myself every single time I run and I get frustrated or I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm going so slow or I just get in my head. I tell myself, run your race, run your race, keep your pace, run your race, keep your pace. That's how I've been able to actually get the mileage done, actually able to finish because I'm running at my own pace and my own pace is not somebody else's pace. But why do we make that wrong? Somebody else may have a faster mileage than me, but what I also don't see and what we often don't recognize is that that person may have five, eight, ten years of running under their belt. So their mileage isn't just this signal that, oh, this person's better. That person is just more seasoned. That person just has more miles under their belt. They have more years under their belt. And how can I compare my current ability to theirs? It's a dumb comparison, right? And so much of what has taken me out in business so many times is when I compare my pace to somebody else's pace. Because people will say, I hit six figures my first year of business. And that's amazing. We can celebrate that. But we don't have to compare it because we don't know the full picture. Maybe that person grew up in a family full of entrepreneurs. And what we don't see is that that person was actually preparing everything in the background so that when they launched, they had the mentorship, they had all the resources, they had whatever it was to actually create that result. Or maybe that person has had other businesses before that maybe did or did not do well. Maybe this person. You know, there's so many different things. There's so many different explanations that go into somebody's results. And when we try to compare pace to pace, it's so unfair. Because what does it matter if somebody finishes before we do? We can't be trying to sprint our way to try to keep up with somebody else. That's the fastest track to burnout. That's the fastest track to needing to stop completely and call it a day and go home. But that's not what we started these businesses for. So in order to be able to unlock that longevity, we have to go at our own pace. And the more that we go at our own pace, the faster we end up becoming. Because our endurance increases, our strength increases because we're running for longer so to speak. This is all a huge metaphor, by the way. <laughs> if we're running for longer, if we're able to actually stay in the race and keep running and keep training and get more mileage under our belt and keep showing up because we're not absolutely burning ourselves out in the first three days of training, we give ourselves the opportunity to actually get stronger. And as we get stronger and we 
can endure for longer, our pace gets better because we become more skilled and more seasoned and more fit. Do you see how all this ties together? I wish that I would have really embodied this when I first started in business because I was all about looking at other people's paces. I was like, okay, why is that person going faster? What's wrong with me? What am I missing? Do I need to pay them to give me whatever it is that I'm missing? I made so many investments out of that energy, let me tell you. <laughs> but this is such medicine for my my inner little girl that just feels like she has to keep up with everybody. And this marathon training is training me to see my pace differently and to really love my pace and to see the whole new landscape of opportunities that I'm going to be able to unlock just by staying at my own pace instead of going into season after season of burnout and taking myself out of the race. Third lesson, this one's big. Sometimes sustaining is the bigger improvement. In this culture of more and more and more and more and I have to beat my results of last month and I have to go for more and I have to be doubling and tripling. We have grown this reverence for always having to personal record in order to feel like we're winning. And that same mindset was coming up in my training because every single run that I would go into, I wanted to PR it. I wanted to set a personal record. I wanted every run to be faster and faster and faster. And Danny actually called me out on this because I'm in training with my boyfriend. And he said, yo, not every run needs to be a PR. The goal is to get better at sustaining so that you can go for longer. Because we have 26 freaking miles to cover. And you're going to burn yourself out or you're going to injure yourself. So not every run needs to be a personal record. Just sustain it. He said that and he was talking about running, but my body interpreted that as like, whoa, that's like a whole life word right there. <laughs> that is like medicine to something within me. Because that's the same way that I've approached my whole life. So my body has been acclimating to feeling the fullness of sustaining. And I felt it the first time that I was able to sustain a, I don't know, I think it was probably like 13 and change minute mile, but I completed that mile and the second mile at the same pace. And I remember that felt so fulfilling to me that I was able to keep that pace up. Whereas before I would have to stop or my second mile would be really like a lot slower than my first, which meant that I was going too fast on my first. And I could see the strength that was building because I was able to sustain that for a longer period of time. And that felt so good. That felt stronger to me than just blazing through the first mile or blazing, trying to blaze through the two miles and then setting myself up to be disappointed when I show up to my next run and maybe I can't quite sustain that. Or I don't want to have to show up and 
really give my whole blood, sweat, and tears to every single run because the goal is to feel some sort of sustainability when I run, especially for 26 freaking miles. I could feel how different my life would be if I valued building that sustainability and building my endurance instead of feeling like every time I show up, I got to just give it all and leave it all on the table and PR every single time I show up to do something in my business. It's this exhausting energy. And it's no, it's no wonder that I've burnt out several times in my 28 years of living, even as a little kid, because it's exhausting to live that way. But it can still feel fulfilling and you can still see yourself get stronger and get better when you put yourself in the arena of, okay, I want to go for this, but how can I go for this in a way where I can build endurance and I can sustain this? And what I've actually found is that when you get to that level of sustainability, going for more doesn't feel like this whole, I got to give everything and push myself Going for more just feels fun (laughs) because you know you can sustain your baseline, which is already better than where you've been. So then going for more is like, all right, I'm well practiced at this level. Let's see. Maybe I can go for more. And if I don't, I'm still stronger. I don't know why the Britney Spears song just came into my head, but (laughs) it did. So that's what I've been really integrating and it's changed how I goal set how I make decisions, how I operate daily in my business because I'm looking at not just how can I outperform the last month, but I'm looking at what do I need to change? What do I need to learn? What do I need to create? How do I get to cultivate myself so that I can not just achieve this goal, this next goal that I have, but I can sustain it. I can do it again and again and again. Sustaining still takes an incredible amount of skill, an incredible amount of strength, and focus. There's so much inner and outer work to be able to sustain. And I think in the past we have really forgotten the value of sustainability in our collective hunger for more and more and more and thinking that more will be better and thinking that more will be flashier and more will be sexier and more will bring everything that we really want and and bring the people that we want and the clients that we want and the opportunities that we want. But sustaining is where it's at. (laughs) Because when we sustain, we can actually create bigger impact in the long run. And that's what legacy is. Legacy is built through the skill of being able to sustain. So that's been a huge, 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 huge lesson. And finally, the last lesson that has been very freaking confronting through marathon training that of course applies to everything in life, especially in business, is that rushing isn't the cure to discomfort. We just have to partner with it instead. Here's how I've experienced that in running. When my mileage is low, let's say I'm just doing like a two-mile run or whatever, I have noticed a temptation now that I've gotten some sustainability under my belt. I notice a temptation of just like, oh, it's only two miles. Let me just hurry this up and get it over with. 
because I start running and there's this saying that like the first mile is always the worst, which I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's the easiest, but I'll start running and I'll be okay. And then I'll get like half a mile in and I start feeling a little uncomfortable and my brain starts going and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, it's hot. It's humid. I don't want to do this. I'm tired of this playlist. <laughs> like all the things, right? And I start getting really uncomfortable. And I notice the tendency to be like, okay, let me just hurry up. Like, let me just push it. It's only two miles. I'll get it out of the way. What then happens though, is when you go on your longer runs <laughs> and you're really locking in for four miles, I can't do that. I can't rush through the discomfort because I'll just burn out. I won't finish. I'll make actually the whole experience even more miserable for myself. But man, is it hard to realize that you are uncomfortable and you've got a while to feel this discomfort and there's no way for you to rush through it or get yourself out of it. I mean, you could, you could stop, you could quit, you could turn around and go home, but it's almost like you're too locked in to let yourself do that. So what do you do when you're too locked in to give up and to pack your stuff and go home, but you're also so uncomfortable and your whole body is reacting to the fact that there's nothing you can do to rush past it or to make it stop sooner. And what I've come to realize is that anxiety of trying to rush through discomfort is a lot of what's been driving us to get to the next thing and get to the next result in life and in business. Because we're uncomfortable with something about the now, that's what's actually driving us to keep going and to get over there and to get over to that next thing, get over to that next accomplishment. Because there's something about right now that we're so uncomfortable with and we just want to rush past it. We just want to steamroll through it. And we think that the results of over there is going to completely get rid of or settle the discomfort of now. But even if I were to try to rush and finish a longer run, number one, I may not be able to, but even if I do, I still got to show up the next day or the next two days and do the same thing, if not even an even longer run. And then I'm always going to be burning myself out because I'm unwilling to feel uncomfortable because I think that discomfort is wrong to feel or I just haven't built a relationship around the discomfort. The issue is not the mileage. The issue is not running or the journey. The issue is my relationship with discomfort and my ability to be able to still be in the presence of enjoyment and strength and gratitude even when I'm feeling uncomfortable and that's what I realized is the science behind endurance and enduring the reason why I've run from endurance no pun intended <laughs> the reason why I've, I've avoided endurance 
is because I haven't wanted to confront my inability to stay in discomfort. And of course, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So there are areas of my business that I've either tried to rush through or I've tried to just ignore or just not even deal with it because I'm, I'm afraid of feeling the discomfort of it. We don't realize how much our fear of feeling something keeps us from really being in the game. So training has also been a gateway for me to train my mind and my body to create a new habit and a new neural pathway that when discomfort is present, I don't have to rush through it. I don't have to freak out. I don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I'm uncomfortable. Red alert, red alert. I need to stop. Oh my gosh, this is wrong, right? It's like I would freak out. (laughs) It would almost ignite this fight or flight in me. And now I'm creating a new habit where when discomfort is present, because let's face it, I'm uncomfortable the majority of my runs. Runner's high, don't know who she is, haven't seen her yet. Uh, I don't know if I ever will meet her. So what I'm doing instead is training in me a new character where when I'm uncomfortable, I react differently. I support myself. I start asking myself, how can I make this more endurable? How can I work with the discomfort? Okay, I see it. I acknowledge it. And that's fine. What else can I do in this moment other than exacerbate my discomfort? And sometimes it's about changing my playlist. Sometimes it's about admiring the sunset or admiring the nature around me. Sometimes it's just about letting my mind go into a more productive place. So I'll start thinking up some ideas that I have for creative things or I'll start thinking about um, how I can better support my clients or I'll get a random idea, random inspiration and I'll flesh that out in my run or whatever it is. I'll try to support myself even though I'm also in the presence of discomfort and that keeps me in the race. That keeps me moving forward and it also keeps me moving forward in a way where I'm also developing something more productive in me than just oh my gosh I'm so uncomfortable and I hate this and this sucks doesn't mean I don't sometimes go into those rabbit holes of course I let myself have that but the habit is forming where I don't have to run from discomfort and I don't have to crumble in the face of discomfort anymore so Those are just some of the lessons that have come up in training so far. I still have like six months or so left of training, so we'll see what else comes through. Before you go, make sure that you leave a review if you haven't already, or you can tag me at The Liberated Latina on Instagram and let me know what really spoke to you about this episode. Share it with somebody that you think could really benefit from this platform. And if you're looking for any sort of support with your marketing, with unlocking sustainability with your marketing strategy, if you know that the way you've been marketing is not hitting with the people that you're wanting to call in and it's just really exhausting you and you feel like there has to be a better, more refreshing, more invigorating, more innovative way to market and to reach your people, 
and to get your work in the hands of more people, I am your gal. So go ahead and look in the description and we can set up some time to talk about how I can best support you in this season because we're all about sustainability around here and we're also all about using your marketing as a powerful platform to promote not just your own liberation but the liberation of the movement that you have within and the movement that you're here to lead and showcase that in an undeniably authentic and innovative way. So we can work together either in a human design marketing strategy session, which is essentially exactly what it sounds like. We decode your human design and look at your most aligned marketing strategies to reach more people, to communicate effectively, or we can work together in a six-week program or in Seen and Sought After. So if you're curious about any of those, then you can go ahead and reach out to me on Instagram at The Liberated Latina, or you can use my email in the description and we can chat about it. All right, my loves, thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful for each and every single one of you. And until the next episode, bye. Hey, amiga, real quick. Did you find value in today's episode? If you did, take a screenshot right now, share it on your Instagram story with your biggest takeaways, and be sure to tag me at The Liberated Latina. This allows me to see what you are most enjoying about the show, and it grows our community of liberated hermanas. Thank you so much for hanging out today. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I'll catch you in the next one. Besitos.